This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. nerds today this episode is for all you mcu nerds i'm joanna we gotta walk the dog krupnik and i'm brian trust a bro moving company plopsky and we could <laughs> not be happier you are joining us for today's episode today in the nerdverse with joanna and brian we're going to a very old kb toys and discussing episode three of hawkeye the new series on disney plus but first as we start every episode of the nerdverse This is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will spoil everything. Spoiler alert alert. So, like, if you haven't watched this episode, like, why would you be listening to this episode? Spoiler alert. You know, at this day and age, we have to do this, but it does seem rather crazy that you'd be listening to this when you didn't watch it and wanted to. I mean, maybe you're listening to it and you didn't even want to watch it. Because you're just like our friend. Yeah. But, you know. Or you like the supple tones of our voices. Uh, the Obviously, the dulcet to- tones of our voice. Um, okay, so I'm going to just go through a re- really quick run through of what, what actually happened in this episode. This was episode three, and it was called Echoes. And let me say, it was Echo, Echoes. Echoes, Echoes. Thank you. <laughs> and it, it was Echoes episode. I mean, really. Um Okay, so it starts in 2007. We get little Maya Echo in school. We see that she's really bright and she's deaf. Um, Then we meet her dad, played by um, Zahn McLaren, who I love in this world, by the way. Oh my God. He's on in my notes too. That like anytime he's on screen, I just like, I'm even more zoned in because I just love his work. I love him. That was really, really exciting. and we get, you know, we see sort of how she's coping with school. We learn that she's an amputee. We see her learning um, lots of different, she's doing karate. We see that her motivation, um, we jump towards, as she's a little bit older, we see that her motivation is that she witnessed Ronan kill her father and a bunch of people in the tracksuit mafia, I think. It, we're not, I, I'm assuming it's the one that is still going because he is wearing a tracksuit. Um and then we jump to the present day at the KB Toys. <laughs> LOL. Um, Maya sees that <laughs> Clint has a hearing aid um, and then crushes it promptly. He, Wait, she, can we can we yeah. stop for one second? Yeah. I used to love going to KB Toys oh, in the mall. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. Because we're in, so I'm from New Jersey. You're from like the D.C. area, Maryland. Yeah. Were your KB Toys, did they have glass all around so you could see into it? Yes. Do you remember? And they, were all, they always had those marching pets just walking <laughs> around. Yes, yes, yes. Like the dogs totally. that just were like, <laughs> and they're just like you winded them up or you turned them on. Yeah. Constantly just toys moving in the in the glass windows that you could see through. Hysterical. Um, and then uh, we learn that she wants to know how he knows Ronan and where he can she can find Ronan and then they have a really interesting conversation uh then he escapes his binds uh he's still really great with bow and arrow even though she crushes his hearing aid 
Um, we finally get the car scene chase that we got from the trailer. I'm not smashing a 72 Challenger. Come on. Get over here, I need you to drive. What? I don't want to drive. Come over here. No, you, you drive. I shoot. I'm not hearing you. You drive, okay? Um, we oh. see a wealth of his arrows, lots of arrows to talk about. Um, and then we get a heartbreaking scene where Kate really sees what Clint's dealing with, talking to Nate over the phone, and she sort of translates with him with a notepad. Um, mm -hmm. We can also see how much, you know, she misses her dad. And then we get this very funny scene at the diner where she dubs Lucky and she sketches out some costumes. So More good. On that later. And then they break into mom's penthouse to try to get into the Bishop security to find out more about these people. And then Clint wanders off and a hidden Jack stops him with Ronan's retractable blade. And that was the that's episode. A good, that's a good rundown. Thank you, friend. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. That was a great. Did you like this episode? I think that oh, ep that episode three of Hawkeye Echoes is the best episode of Marvel MCU television we've gotten so far. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think this God. is I think this is the best episode between WandaVision and Loki and Falcon and Winter Soldier and What If. I think that this is the best MCU Disney Plus TV show episode so far. Wow. That's a that's a high bar. I'm trying to think if I agree with you. I think So I, go on. So no, you go first before I defend my stance. Okay, I, well, I think it's I don't want to I don't want to influence you. I think hindsight's 2020. So I think we we've after watching all these shows we've decided what we want marvel to do and how it needs to tell certain stories so so with the knowledge of what they've done thus far i think this is a bomb episode i think i mean to me the kang episode still is really high and then mm, yeah i think you're right i think maybe the kang episode is the one that may be my top but this would be second if not top it's pretty interchangeable go on what, what were you gonna say <laughs> okay i think that this is the best action scene in the mcu mm. a tv um yeah for multiple reasons i uh, because i and i think this episode gives us more character in an mcu tone while passing it off to kind of someone else um, in terms of Clint to her in some ways, I think that there's enough <laughs> Easter eggs in here to keep us salivating. Echo's backstory and Echo's character is so good so and good. just so wonderful. Um, but really, listen, I know some of the CG during the scene, the the fight scene, the the car scene is not great. Oh, I don't like, care about that. I mean, the putty on the car, some other stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> there's a lot of things that add to this. One, let's just get the elephant, the literal elephant out of the room. Oh there is no way that that's not D'Onofrio's voice. That was a 100% Vincent D'Onofrio's voice. It was. And not to mention the his his um, Im imposing figure was like oh. two times what William um, what William Lopez's was. Like he moves out of the, the frame and you just yeah. see this hulking black suit jacket. Like, come on. 
It's so thrilling. Absolutely. I mean, that was cool. I'm excited to get Kingpin. Also, like the Sloan, uh, Sloan Limited at the end. Yeah, go on about he's that. Like, okay, so Sloan Limited. So Sloan is the name of many different characters um, in the in the Marvel universe. Most uh-huh. of them having to do with Spider Man. Um, uh-huh. But they, um, um, but they're all in Spider Man's world, and they have to do with Kingpin. Um, and and. So my guess is that Sloan Limited is just a shell corporation for whatever Kingpin is doing. Got it. Okay. And my my fiance Jamie, you know Jamie, but the listeners might not. Yeah, shout my to fiance Jamie. Jamie, shout out to Jamie, had a really interesting theory that maybe Clint knew what Sloan Limited was because maybe Kingpin anonymously or not so anonymously tipped off Ronan to where William and the tracksuit mafia was. So in like in, so actually Kingpin sent Ronan to kill off those people because what, for whatever they may or may not have been doing. Uh huh. So that's interesting because in the car where, or no, in the park where she says, do you think that Maya echo is at the top? And he says, no, there's someone above him her and you don't want to mess with him and i or maybe them he said and i don't i wasn't sure if the implication was that he knew who it was because right, of right. all of what you just <laughs> you know thought about or if maybe it's general so that's interesting well also mm. you know you go you go for it no i i just said i loved i love i mean uh, you were talking about the sim- her backstory just the sympathetic villain again that really shine in this and we totally understand her motivation and it's all based on something really pure and you know she is she's i you know everything becomes clear when you see that scene i also think that they do a spectacular job of letting the audience know that when she snaps at clint um during the interrogation sequence Mm -hmm. oh excuse me when she snaps at um uh, at Kate Bishop in the interrogation sneak mm-hmm. sequence and like grabs her. That's out of character for Echo because Kazi, who they've grown up together, because if you looked in the credits, the boy who <clears throat> that she watches get beaten by the big, the bigger boy in the fights in the oh, in the dojo yeah. is is listed as a little Kazi. So oh. they've been friends forever, and that's why they can like they but, sign with each other and, they and both whatnot. Call him uncle. That was my, what I was gonna say. Is like totally. are they related or are they just close? Okay. <laughs> so what's interesting in the Matt Fraction comics, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kazi the clown is yeah. the one who actually he's like makes the villain, his, the big bad, and he's he's the one who makes him deaf in that yes. um, by sticking two arrows in his ears. But like I think how they're using him is interesting. I mean. I just thought that the action sequence was spectacular. And not only was it good action, it was good character within the action. And the the scene at the end when they're on the train and Clint says to um, Kate and Clint says to Kate, like uh, the comment about like you are like one of the world's greatest archers or whatever it is. That line is so impactful because we just watch her killing it. Yeah. If that action sequence isn't funny and good and watching her like really nail it, that scene doesn't register. Yeah. That line doesn't make sense. I I, I totally agree. And I think that it's also really hard to believe that they're so there's they've got such great chemistry that I still keep I keep forgetting that she doesn't know he's Ronin. Like I keep when when they mm. were having that thing at the diner, I was like, 
wait, she, oh my God, that's right. She still doesn't know that. So, you know, that was just a, I, I, it, it's, it's so seamless that between the two of them, I just keep forgetting that they're still not there yet in terms of. Their, yeah. You know. And that diner scene. So there are two scenes that really stuck out to me in this, aside from the action sequence and the opening sequence with echo, um, specifically about, um, Clint and Kate, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> obviously um the scene we're talking about the diner scene because i find that in a lot uh, and, and you probably find this too in a lot of these shows or movies where like there's the older one who's taking someone else under their so-called wing whether they want to or not um they're always like don't do this yeah don't be this person don't get into it like you're you're not you, you know it's whatever Clint never, ever, ever, ever tells her not to do it in this episode. Right. He he lets her have her choice, but he imparts his knowledge that, like, you are going to lose a lot. And, and she's like, but you gain stuff, like, as half joking, half not. But I like that he's not, like, I, I like that he's not, like, g- making her decision for her or forcing her to make a decision or telling her, like, at this point, like, especially after the other scene that's spectacular that made me cry was when um, she's translating because oh, his – For the yeah. son. For and, like, the fact that he thinks the wife called but it's the son but he can't hear. Yeah. That whole sequence is just, like, really spectacular. Brings them closer together. She understands a little bit more about his life. Um, he understands that she's a good person. And so, like, I just think that in these six episodes and these that we're going to get and these three that we're into right now, I just get how they're clicking. Like I get it. Like I don't question how they went from point A to point B. If they're, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just like so invested in these characters and these characters are so fun and it's not like boring exposition or anything like we're just in it. Yeah. On that note about that scene (laughs) and then we, you know, we will go back to the beginning, but on that note of that scene, at the beginning of this series, I was just, I was more reminded that, you know, this whole getting back for Christmas, um, you know, to be with his family was not only something he really wanted and hasn't had in a while, presumably, but that he has to keep proving to himself that Nat's sacrifice was worth it. That he has a family that he needs to like seriously log in, not like not in an obligate an obligatory way. He he wants yeah. to, but you know, and and now it in this in that scene that you're talking about, it just really comes through that that he it it was the right move. I stand for the for this choice. I stand that Nat should have gone and Clint stayed. So I, I'm I'm agreeing mm. with Endgame. Um, but I I really I was so glad in this moment because you do see that he has so much to live for. Yeah. I also think there's a PTSD there where like, how do you not believe that like they're here forever to stay? Meaning like if you weren't through something like that from Clint's side of things where you lose everybody in an instant, what makes you think that like that couldn't happen again in a second? Yeah. That's a really good point. You know, like any, any time they can get with them is like, and also, I mean, well, going back to the beginning, yeah. here's another thematic thing that we're back into, which is the father aspect. Yeah, can we, so can we talk about that conversation between William and Maya? I just loved that conversation. Which, which the one? The dragons when they were signing. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, like, man. Wait, <sighs> during that conversation, all I could think of was like, I hope Echo gets to see a Shang-Chi dragon. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was thinking this is this is they are – they are uh, 
telling the audience that this is something that's going to happen. We are going to see the awe as an adult Maya getting to see dragons coming from other worlds. Like that was awesome. I hope the Echo TV show is just like Echo and dragons. And it's just like her like playing with dragons. Yeah. Well, dragons was the theme. When you said the theme, something about theme, I was like, are you going to say dragons? Because imagine dragons and everything. Yes. Oh, that, oh, that's true. Dragons is a theme in this episode. Yeah. But I will say that like just the idea of they all have something to do with fathers, whether yeah. it's her, Echo and her father, Kate and what her father's death meant for her family, stepfather with – um with Jack Hawkeye being a father, Hawkeye being a surrogate father for Kate. There's just so many different like puzzle pieces of like fatherhood in this. And what really got me, and I think we talked about this on the last episode. So in the comic books, Echo's like part of her costume is that she has like war paint on her face with like a hand. I know what you're going to say. And her father grabbing her face and pulling it away. And then like the blood on her face was so impactful. If you know the comics. Yes. I was going to say the same thing. It's so, it was such a beautiful nod to that and gives more meaning. I I just, I'm just happy that they kind of added that. Whether whether it actually becomes her part of her costume or whatever it is or, or whatever. I loved that. I thought, um, I was I was going to I was totally going to mention that I um I sh- I shrieked aloud when I saw Kingpin. <laughs> I don't know about you. I mean, what did you do? Were you like, "Oh, dope," or were you or did you like have a Just I got goosebumps. No. It's like really they did it. It's you got goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, Spidey, Spidey tingle. Peter it tingle. was di- I got my Peter Tingle. Um, it was 100% D'Onofrio's voice. I can't wait to see him fully. I'm hoping that he's a big part of the Echo series and that, like, maybe he's in Spider-Man No Way Home or may I like like all of that stuff. I'm just, like, so deeply excited because, because Kingpin in the Daredevil movie – excuse me. Kingpin in the Daredevil TV shows on Netflix is one of the best Marvel villains we've gotten to date. Uh-huh. No question. If not the best. Okay. Well, and I'm so excited for D'Onofrio to come back and do this again. So that, so, so knowing that the finale takes place after Spider-Man No Way Home, do we think it's going to be like, we get his face for the first time in the movie and then it, then he's just there in the finale. <laughs> so I am still subscribing to the fact that Spider-Man No Way Home is going to have no impact on episode six of Hawkeye. I think if Spider-Man No Way Home has any impact on Hawkeye, it's going to be in an after credit sequence because I don't think that they would break up the entire narrative of this to yeah. do to to just like blow up New York City with whatever is gonna happen in that's that's um, fair. Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. That that's my that's that's my guess. Yeah, I I I think you're right. I'm more I'm more wondering about the reveal of Vincent Sanofrio. Like if, if they're I gonna think give that's it gonna, to the show or they're gonna give it to Spider Man. I think we get it next week. Wow. Oh my god. Um, okay. Can we talk about the scene when it was so devastating when when she steps when she when she makes this connection to Clint and uh, with the hearing aid she sees that so we're like oh she's going to sympathize and then you know she makes the thing about he doesn't need like, he relies on stuff and he has that great line like I use two strings with a stick or whatever, two sticks with a string. Um, mm-hmm. And then we, we get the widow mention for, you know, how he, 
he's essentially just trying to get her off their tail. And I love that she uses the word who got him then as opposed to like who killed him. Like she could have easily said who killed him, but I liked who Mm -hmm. got him. It's almost like it's a reward. Absolutely. That's actually, that's really interesting. Like in terms of the semantics of that scene. Um, I think that I love that scene. I've, it's very weird. I feel like I've seen a lot of movies recently um, that talk about specifically about, did you see um, the sound of metal with Riz Ahmed? That a big theme in that movie is that um, hearing impaired people don't, there's, there's like, there's a schools of thoughts. Say that again. Are there two schools of thought about? Yeah. People who lose their hearing can get cochlear. I mean, anyone can get cochlear implants or things like that. And it's fascinating. I mean, I don't know much about this, but just watching kind of all these pieces of entertainment about it, highlighting the fact that there's a group that like they, they don't see it as something that is bad that you need to bring back. Right. And like, and so watching her do that, especially after Clint can't keep up with her ASL and then makes that like cookies joke i thought was very very added again the fight sequence is amazing because there are so many layers to it clint can't hear um she you know they they, there's the internal battle about like about hearing impaired versus you know not hearing impaired then there's just like all the cool stuff with like kate and him communicating better proving her point correct that he's communicating better without like without with 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 uh huh. And then you have like all of that is fantastic. And then you have the, I mean, the best part of the episode maybe is the Pim arrow. Oh my God. Don't go, don't go there yet. I, how about the ball pit one? The ball oh, pit. Oh, ball moment. pit was fantastic. That was like my biggest dream great. to like go hide yes. in the ball pit. And then Kate swinging her on the pole. I was obsessed with that too. That was that cool. That was a great move. I, I, I gasped, I gasped when she stomped on his hearing aid because, because we as the audience have grown so attached to him and knowing that he needs that. But then you realize that to her, that's, that's not even a diss because she's like, you don't, don't subscribe to this. You don't need this. And her foot acting in that was spectacular. You saw how much anger and joy she got out of crushing it just with her foot. Yeah. Like totally because she also, she never got, we're getting the the impression that she, her, she didn't grow up with a lot of money and she didn't have the privilege to even have one of those if she wanted one. So you do get a lot of angst there. Yeah. And the way they weaved in Echo's comic book powers in terms of being able to mimic people um, into the fact that she's just like an I mean, they don't go more, they don't talk anything more about her just being a spectacular observer and just like absorber of information. And I I thought that was a really, really interesting take on the character. Whether or not there's something more to that, maybe will be answered later on, but I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, totally. And then, and then we finally get the car chase scene, which (laughs) a car chase scene through the streets of Georgia, <laughs> wherever they are. And it's definitely not New York until maybe superimposed at the end, but it's okay. Cause they do yeah. a lot of on location at the beginning, but like, I mean, it's just, it's George. It's like, what was it? Captain America. And it was like on the streets of New York or DC. I mean, Cleveland or wherever yeah, they yeah. are. Um, these streets that just are very wide and street signs that don't look like Queens. But anyway, um, that car <laughs> chase scene. So what were your thoughts there? I I just want to applaud Marvel at every step of the way because 
I gasped. Yeah. When in the trailer that we got, we got that full we got that full conversation with them. But in the actual show, they cut out her lines because he can't hear her. Yes. And I just I gasped because I'm just like that just kind of set the scene for like I don't know what this car chase is actually going to be. Right. And like that whole sequence in the car was just spectacular. The whole sequence with like choosing all the different arrows and shooting them and the banter between the two and the fact that they were like all on the same page that she was hitting. He didn't have to get mad at her for not hitting the marks. She was just like nailing it. She was it killing was, it. It was so well filmed. I could follow all of the action. Um, it like it, it was just like it was so much fun. It was a fun, well designed action sequence that I was on the edge of my seat for. Yeah, and forwarded the plot. Like we we saw them yeah. learn that they could communicate. Like she gets excited. He we we also see how bad his hearing really is. I, I forgot to mention yes. in that last scene. But and you know the moment when she's like, "We should be turned around," and he's like, "You know, we should be turned around." You know, you see her enthusiasm. You see that she that he's like, "Be careful." of the arrows then he just like lets her use them there's a lot of trust that's being bridged there it was it was fabulous and we get a you know i I was gonna say clint to see clint as the we'll say the king of this world this movie he's Mm -hmm. it's all relative he's awesome like he's really good in this episode you and just similarly in black widow when when nat is the highest that you get nat's amazing it's just when you put him next to thor and hulk and you know it's just he's great in this world i love seeing him at his like height i mean he's you know older but still and that's really interesting because that's why this this specifically this action sequence had to be spectacular because these are just two you know regular average bartenders you know like regular average humans who just like you need to have a spectacular action sequence to kind of justify why he's a part of the Avengers or why she can take over for him. Mm-hmm. If it just comes kind of some kind of like rinky dink action sequence, you're like fine. Like it's not like it's like super strength or this. Like yeah. they're just really good bow and arrowers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you a know, bow like bow and arrower. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say Archer, but bow and arrower was funnier. Um, <laughs> not when you can't but, even repeat it back. <laughs> bow and arrower. Um, Bowen or you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. And I think that seeing her in these in this situation is priming us to be like adjusted for when she inevitably takes the mantle and it becomes our 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 new our new hawk guy, hawk gal, hawk yeah. guy. Um, yeah, yeah, that is so great and so many trick arrows. So I I did audibly also gasp when we saw the pim one. I know you mentioned that, but that was so cool. It was just like and they, you know they do the little. <laughs> like a xyla uh, a xylophone or something in the in the music and it was just like a little yeah, bit of yeah. magic just dusted in there with the pim also like i who cleans that up he ruined a bridge <laughs> he ruined the 59th street bridge like yeah. who's cleaning and they just leave the scene the, like who's cleaning this up i know like, that you you can't use that bridge anymore. And Volker's also, in jail. His team can't do it anymore. Well, I mean, he did get kicked off that uh, the Avengers no, Tower. There's no cleanup job. crew. I know there was a lot of damage yet again. It's like Clint. Also, on. also, uh, like, also the the train runs underneath the bridge. How did the train keep running if he split the bridge in half? Did well? Did he split the bridge in half? 
No, I mean it just went into the cement. I mean you could justify it, but like the arrow just like went into yeah, the. Yeah, I mean the, the MTA the... shuts down when someone like has a tummy ache, and you're telling me it doesn't <laughs> shut down. When someone I know. Literally catapulted like, themselves onto it. Like an arrow just got huge inside of like, uh, 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 like I. I uh, that stuff always boggles my mind, but like, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, it was still awesome. And then I love that the plunger arrow came back. Yeah, which was such a cool one. I mean, there was I just just so so many um, different types of arrows that you 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 also just wonder like in what world would these be useful because clearly she's just like running through them just so you know we see what there are like the, I mean, he does say aim the putty one for the wheels so presumably in a wheel thing it would work but like the the who's making these arrows and also where is he storing them and getting more well, who's making them who's branding them purple for him you know what i mean yeah that seems like a what? Oh, is it all it. of this Hawkeye matte fraction purple? Like that's this whole purple color that's being smeared. Also, over. I didn't realize this, and I probably should have assumed, but uh, matte fractions is 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 uh, billed as a consulting producer on this. Yes. I don't know, but yes. just because they're using the contract, the 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 comic or whatnot, but very yeah, interesting. It's, I heard an interview with him. Yes, that he is billed that, and then he also gave um, the director a lot of playlist that he uh, came up with um that this whole like christmas in new york um vibe the music in this is killer yeah, yeah. so there i i i don't know what the playlists were but it inspired this show so that's really cool um, man this was a really good episode like yeah. i am so there were only three episodes less of this oh 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 i i just don't we don't have to talk about it i just don't want to forget about this yeah so this is a fi- so we're still counting down the days till christmas yes but did we get a mention <laughs> we didn't get a mention we he t- the sun we we got a we got a nod to it yeah because we don't say how many days but assume so they do the establishing shot of KB Toys during the day so we're assuming they were stayed there overnight so this is the this is the, the a day closer so we're oh, on day four. four or whatever it is yeah um, again I, I'm gonna continue my song six Ronin costumes five Larpers larping four giant arrows <laughs> oh my god it's so good it's so uh, good. But on his phone call with his son, they said they were doing a Christmas movie marathon. And so he's like, are you going to be back for Christmas? They don't say how many days, but we – and yeah. the fact that the kids are understanding – sad, but understanding as to why he can't is just uh, like so deeply sad. I know. It's it's sort of like we – rather than just getting a measly four days till Christmas, we get this heartfelt scene where so much is going on. You Not only do you get how much he truly misses his family and that there's a sense of urgency that he needs to get back and that he feels disconnected from the world because he's – literally disconnected from his own one of his senses is like missing and then you get kate who's finally able to communicate the way that he needs to communicate who's in who's a fly on the wall to his relationship with his son but who also clearly misses her father too and yeah and i know that he's a father figured her but i also kind of I've been getting more brother sister lately. I don't know about you because he's not overly protective. He's just more like For, he's always rubbing, like you know, rubbing her, and she's rubbing him back. Is that the word rubbing? R- ribbing, 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 ribbing. <laughs> not, not Whoa, like this, is a, this is a this is a 
<laughs> oh yeah, you remember that Hawkeye uh, Kate Bishop massage sequence? <laughs> so good. Um, so yeah, I just there was a lot hit. There was a lot like of meat in that in that moment. I just loved. Yeah. It. And this was just so spectacular. And then, do you want the co- the little diner thing with the with the costume was also great. The nod to the comics. Yeah, the it was H a really good nod. And the- totally. And I also really liked. It may have been a little bit clunky, but the segue into her talking about an all black costume and like them talking about Ronan was a little clunky, but it was comic book clunky in a kind of adorable way. And I really liked that. Yeah, and, and going back to what you said early in the episode, like I just forget that she doesn't even know that he's right. Ronan. I'm sure that's going to be like a reveal for her. And like similar to Black Widow, he's feeling this red in his ledger, and yeah. like he even says that like Black Widow killed Ronan, which is true in that sequence we see in Endgame. Yeah. Um, by giving him hope, and he regrets a lot of what he did and whatnot. Um, but yeah. Um. You know, he kills Echo's father, who my assumption is that Echo's father was leading the um, tracksuit mafia. Yeah. And uh, and then she took over with Kazi. Also, when she's typing in Kazi's name into the uh, yeah, computer. Yeah, she knows that last name spelling like that. How does she even know the last name? I don't know. I thought the same <laughs> thing. I was like, wow, that is not your average spelling, nor is it just common knowledge to know this guy's last name. Like, yeah. that's a lot of information that you just, that must have been a download, like, on with the scene between when we see them get out of the car and get up there, because that was crazy. <laughs> totally. Um, and I also wondered, how, like, why she knows this this mysterious doctor in, like, Chinatown who can fix the hearing aid like she maybe oh, she, yeah, maybe she yeah, goes yeah. there to like get her wounds fixed like she doesn't have to tell her mom about them or maybe she maybe she's gotten out of some scrapes there but I was just like how is Kate this this like well-seasoned just yeah uh, I don't know that's a good question and like find someone I don't I don't know yeah I mean who knows um yeah I think she went to Yelp and found the closest ear doctor yeah, the ear no- ear doctor who who just has a lot of really miniature tech fixing devices. Yeah, exactly. A little little tool- toolbox. Um, okay, so so go looking ahead to next episode. So you think you're you're guessing that we might get Kingpin in the face next episode? I think we're gonna get Kingpin in the face. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna ask. get we're gonna get Kingpin in the face. Um, that's my guess. I'm, I'm curious as to what's happening. What do you think is going to happen with Jack? Like in, in, in... well, so he, it's interesting. Oh, I I wanted to say too, um, uh, that was another flag for the audience that this is important when he was like, it would be really bad news if other things from the Avengers compound were just lying around somewhere out in the mm-hmm. ether. So that's like another, like, remember oh. the watch is out there. Remember the watch. Yeah, is the watch. There. Like, what is the watch? Yeah. Why the watch? Is that, yes. is it nothing? Is it something? Was it just I, a Rolex I, that was worth a lot? I mean, I, we guess it's just Tony's, but yeah, who knows? In the car, we get that sort of Clint calling out that it's a red herring where he's like, yeah, you know, okay, so he does this, he does this, he's he's kind of bad. Yeah, you you shot you you stabbed him in the face. What? Oh, we parried, okay, cool. I don't know, it's not airtight. So it was almost like they're letting the us know airtight. for the cheap seats in the back, guys, this isn't anything. <laughs> Just wait, or something like that. That that's what my yeah. take was. 
Yeah, I took that away from it as well. But also I took away from it like it isn't airtight and there's more to this story. Yeah. And I'm hoping that Jack is not just like this. Fi- again, I'm still with my theory that yeah, her, mom theory killed, her mom killed Ellen. Armand. Mm-hmm. I, you don't hire that actress for her not to do big things. So for sure. her, her mom is working with Kingpin. Okay. For whatever, for and through however, whatever channel they're working together, she killed Armand for whatever reasons. We all think that Armand is marrying her for a reason, but I think she's marrying Armand for a reason because now she, Armand has, has like ties to his uncle's money, whatever the case may be. And now that Armand is dead, Jack maybe gets some of that money or does, I don't understand. We'll find out more about that. I think Armand as swordsman, um, I think I think he's not a great guy, but I do think that he's going to help them out or like I think he's going to become more of an ally towards the end of this than like an actual like secondary bad guy, if you will. That's my guess. uh, So what reason would Eleanor have to marry Jack is what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. Maybe I I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, because I wonder if she if she um, knows more about his history than maybe even he does. Maybe she has connections to people in his life and to, you know, his uncle that more knowledge of him than, than he does. So that'll be interesting. I mean, my presumption is that Jack's going to be feeling his way through a lot of this. I think he's going to have a lot of things, um, a lot of truth telling from Eleanor at some point, and he's going to have a lot of truth telling about, other characters in his life. And so he's going to have to decide which side he's on. That's the only guess that I can give about sort of what's going to happen with him. I'm, I'm far more curious as to the Kingpin Eleanor of it all to borrow a succession. Me too. Uh, to, to find out where, did someone say succession? I did. Oh my God. I'm literally waiting for like someone to say Waystar Royco in these episodes. Are you, (laughs) I, there was something that happened that I was like, are they living in the same universe? And I can't remember what it was. Um, but was there a tree house? No, (laughs) no, this wasn't that. There was something, I'm forgetting what it was. And I was like, is it, is it, is this same universe as, as like, I think it was as Peter Parker right now. Um, but (laughs) I think that, you know the 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 Eleanor and the Kingpin of it all are are really have piqued my interest. I'm so. Is this does this mean that we're gonna do Matt Murdock in this show? No, I don't think we're getting Murdock in this show. I think we're gonna get Matt Mur. I'm I I'm still a believer that we're getting Matt Mur- Matt Murdock in um, Spider Man No Way Home. Uh-huh. And like, if we get him in No Way Home, there is no way that they're doing a legal comedy drama for She-Hulk and Matt Murdock's not in it. I just no. don't believe that. No, of course. No, it, it, it that, that's him. That, that, that's the show. That's the show for that. It will be curious how we dip the toes leading up to that. Um, totally. Okay, so um, do we want to rank this episode with, let's see. Do you have an idea? Giant or, arrows. Or how about crushed hearing aids? Crushed hearing aids. How many crushed hearing aids? Um, this is a 10. This is 10 for me, dog. 10. This is a 10. This is a 10 for me, dog. Like, no question. It was... This is a This is a great... This is a great... Again, it's not a finale. This is a great non-filler character work awesome action episode. Yeah. And, you know, and I hate to be this person, but, like, someone has to stand here and say it, but Marvel, Marvel does have, like, 
a second to last act problem. So I really hope yes. that it, it finishes cleanly. I mean, I, I have to say, I don't think any of the shows have been like, I mean, maybe at the time I thought Loki was each episode was fabulous. And I think WandaVision was sort of in its own because it was just like, what is happening? But we love it. Um, but like, I mean, for Falcon, it was not this case, but so maybe it's hindsight, but I think every episode has been strong. I mean, I know that you've rated some lower than these, yeah, but but we also haven't mentioned one thing in this episode yet. What's that? There are three episodes left. We still we still haven't gotten Yelena yet. We're going to get Florence Pugh. Like, that's a whole nother level to this. I know. And that's why we've talked about this last week. So if you haven't listened, please hurry up and listen to that episode. Um, I pause. really <laughs> pause. Shut this off. Go like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, yeah, Twitter, TikTok. and listen to the episode. Download Watch it. Watch all of our TikToks. Rate do everything. Five and- stars. <laughs> <laughs> and then come and then back. Come back. Um, yeah. It, I think that the Yelena thing is going to be like, uh, I don't think we're going to get her until the very end. I think it's going to be a very brief, exciting cameo because she's so busy and she's so big. You think that we would. Flores Pugh? Yeah. Showed our wad like now on that. I mean, Kingpin, yes. But I, I don't think like I've Yelena's ever heard you say shoot our wad before, so I appreciated okay. that. Can we the just tangent and thing- say that I thought that shooting your wad meant a spitball? You 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 blow a, ah. a wad of paper that you put spit on. So I, until maybe a week ago, and then I'm just remembering now that it sh- I should not say this on air, but I thought it was <laughs> shooting a wad of paper with spit on it through a straw. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I don't think they shoot their wide this early. So, so do you think that? <laughs> so, so do you? Th- my real question for you is: Do you think Yelena becomes the final obstacle for Clint to get home? I don't. Okay. I I don't think she's an obstacle. I think she's. I mean, yes, he'll have to contend with her, but. That story is over in two seconds. Oh no, no, I didn't. I didn't kill Nat. Here's what happened on Vormir. Okay, bye. Sure. Um, but I also think that that's a really like I that stinger was so strange because yes, not only is it untangled the in black two widow, seconds, the, black the black widow, widow stringer with Val stinger at the graveyard is such. It's like un, it's untangled in two seconds when Clint explains himself. Mm. But also, who is running their mouth about what happened on Vormir? Who, I don't know. These are great tell? questions. And what connections does great. Val have? Yeah, did like did like Red Skull call right. Val and be like, listen, I oh my god, girl, let me tell you what just happened on Vormir. <laughs> let me tell you, and then let me go talk to Mr. Sanderson. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I I do want to say one thing that I I will stop. I will I will quit the MCU if this happens. Oh no! What when Echo says, "Look into Clint Barton," if. <laughs> Anything happens to his family or Lindsay Weir, I'm quitting the MCU. Oh, God, Lindsay Weir. I'm quitting. If I, anything happens to his I, wife, Laura, I'm out. I'm I'm with you. If they lay a That's not hand fair. on Lindsay Weir and her family, including the dog, can we add Lucky in? If these people get harmed I quit. and canine, I am done with my disney plus this, there's no we're, we're not doing this podcast anymore maybe we'll only do we'll, we'll only, only do, do stony Star marvel Wars. combos 
<laughs> well, only Wild. two Sony owned Marvel. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that would be that would be terrible. Well, nerds, I'm in the wrong business. But join us next time as we dive into episode four of Hawkeye. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. Be sure to subscribe to the Nerdverse on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. Um, and as a new podcast in a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the reviews are super important for us. So if you could just take like two seconds out of your time or five years out of your time, um, <laughs> we would really appreciate the reviews in all seriousness. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to bring that dongle arrow. Otherwise, this is useless. Oh, my gosh. When when she shoots it and it just like plunks off of him. That was spectacular. I also thought it was called a dingle for a really long time. So Justin is always asking me to plug in my speakers to my phone. And we need a a dongle to do that because of the technology. And I'm always like, where's the dingle? Where's the dingle? (laughs) 